police the same way. They put their club upside your head and then turn around and accuse you of attacking them. Every case of police brutality against a Negro follows the same pattern. They attack you, bust you all upside your mouth, and then take you to court and charge you with assault. What kind of democracy is that? What kind of uh, freedom is that? What kind of social or political system is it when a black man has no voice in court? Human rights advocate, re recipient of the was the Dean's Golden Golden Dean's Golden, Golden Key, Key at Osgood. Yes, sir. Uh, Twenty eighteen mayoral candidate. Yes. And also the first Canadian, I would say, on the on the Caravana Committee. First Black. Canadian born chair of Caravana. Born chair, my guy right here, <laughs> Nia Singh. For you, for you, those of you that don't know, he's also representing the Regis family. Yes. In this ongoing case, as you guys know, what's going on, my guy. He's been. A man of, of many endeavors, uh, a few to name, but we're here with the matter at hand, the topics are at hand, and people have been saying to me, I gotta talk, what's going on, what's going on in the podcast, am I not speaking about the matter, the topics that are, that, you know, need to be spoken on and uh, awareness that needs to be brought to light, so with further ado, none other than my guy here, Nia Singh. He doesn't want me to call him Jordan Singh, yeah. How you doing, brother? How you doing, man? You still did. Let's go. Yes. He knows me as, as an old name, but here we are reincarnated. Yes. Live on Sauce of Mercy, episode 16, I believe. That's right? mouthpiece, bro. Great. <laughs> Great to have you here, brother. How are you doing, man? I'm You're busier I'm than busy. ever right now. I'm busy. You're I'm, busy. I'm good, but, you know, it's a trying time for the world, right? It is, it is. We've been going through COVID-19 and all that hysteria. Right. And now we've got the race issue now we've got in the States. And, and we have the race issue in Canada, North America. Right. And it's, it's frustrating because... Sometimes you just want to live and enjoy life, but there's so many things around us that we have to pay attention to or else yes. our love of life can be lost forever. That's right. The, that's the pressing concern I have right now. Right. And even it's love of life and the loved ones of loved ones. And I mean, in a city like this, I mean, it's always going to affect somebody with how small the city is. Somebody knows somebody that knows. You, you know, there's, there's been a saying, somebody said to me something the other day about like, for every seventh person, you know, somebody that knows somebody, right? I mean, yeah. in with... I mean, I don't want to compare this to the States, but we're obviously a lot more smaller. And I, I mean, ever since the George Floyd situation, I feel that people have been more outspoken with, you know, the Regis, the Toronto, some, a lot of other things that are going on, right? Yeah. Um, a friend of mine actually brought something up about um, something Doug Ford said. I'm going to bring it up. Oh, yeah. Doug Ford said <laughs> racism. Yeah. Right. Systemic racism. So what, what he said to be exact is... Uh, uh, he, uh, can you get him to expand on the misinformed and uh, privileged notion of Doug Ford's disgraceful commentary that racism in Canada is not deeply rooted as it is in America? Deeply right? rooted, the whole country's founded on racism. Right, and it, of course, thing like this is dangerous because you know you're comparing racism at a time like this, right? Yeah. So yeah. I mean, it's uh, what, what's your take on this? Well, his statement is factually incorrect. Right. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. This country was founded on racism. Right. People from France visited, uh, you know, traveled across, and they started trading furs with indigenous people. Yes. That fur trading led to them wanting to spend time here, which that led to them sending messages back to England and France. Hey, we have a whole bunch of land here. There's some people who aren't Christian. They're, they're less than us. We're going to come take over. 
natives. And yeah, and then as the indigenous people helped the people survive here, yes, they separated them by their race, right. by their religion, by their culture, yes, and wanted to eliminate them from from this whole of North America. Right. And then they were pushed out into territories. They're they're put on reserves, and then people want to say, oh, they get tax breaks, or they get this. this. No, you, you erase an entire culture, you set up Canada, and then you erase their history, and you teach in the history books Sir John A. Macdonald and everything else, and and then you expect to say racism is not deeply rooted in Canada. It's it's entirely based on racism. Entirely. Yeah. Entirely. Yeah. I can even remember um, going to Don Valley. I went to Don Valley Junior High. Yes. And I was good, with my good friend Rashid, and we were in a history class. <clears throat> and Very multicultural too. Yeah, yeah. Rashid's from Lebanon and Venezuela. He's a good friend of mine. And we're in history class, and, we, and the teacher just said, so class, what did you like about the history class? And I put up my hand, and I said, well, I thought it was boring. <laughs> and I was being honest. I wasn't trying to be rude. Right. I said, the only thing that interested me was the Louis Riel rebellion. Yes. And that's when Louis Riel, a Métis, a person who was descendant of uh, in, indigenous heritage, yes. uh, Cree, and uh, French, uh, you know, people call them invaders, colonists, but it was French fur traders. Right. They would, the men would take the indigenous women and then they would mate with them and have children. Right. right? And those children had privileges over the indigenous people, but they were less than the white people. Yes. They're called Métis, that's what we call them, Métis. That means half-blood. That's literally what it means, half-breed, half-blood. Right. <clears throat> and well, I was now would call half-breeds, right? Yeah. But I was interested because I saw that story of rebellion as a just one because I was putting the pieces together. You have a set of people that have come here and then somebody standing up and saying, hey, uh, my people need to be respected. So I found that interesting, but I didn't find anything else. That teacher yelled at me when I said it was boring. She made me get out of the class. And then my friend stood up and she even said, what did you get about him for? And she sent him out of the class. All you did was speak on... on you just spoke your, your mind. You, All gave, I did was answer you answered her question, question right? Yeah, question. yeah. You got kicked out of class. I mean, this is the society we're in, man. It's, I mean, um, would, would you say that was, uh, I mean, a form of racism? Because, uh, I mean, you come from an era, yes, yes. Definitely, but I didn't really realize it at the time. Right. And this is probably the first time I've actually told the story publicly because yes. so many things happen in our lives that we probably don't recognize as racism because they're so ingrained and so normalized. Mm -hmm. But when you really reflect on it, you can see where that racism is. And now it's like, you, it's time to unleash, like we're, we're literally, you know, we got to be outspoken because how long, we've been going through generations and generations. Yes, yes. As far as even a story that I can say, I remember um, growing up, you know, on the mills, um, family friend of mine, uh, Kevin Weeks, you know, the Beijing Heritage, they, 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 he has experienced a lot in the NHL, you know what I mean? And, no. and stuff that I didn't realize till he was like, basically out of the league, you know what I mean? Right. Where it's, it's, you know, Sad to say, but it's like, of course, it's like, let's say we're in a, it's a white man's country, right? And I mean, uh, well, really, the native land, you know what yeah, I mean? But yeah. it's, it's, it's tough, and it's, it's even more tough that it has to lead to what, it, what's going on now for, for, you know, you know, people to actually start speaking out and, and, you know. Part of the reason why racism survives so long is because people don't speak out. Right. Right. And people are so scared to speak out because they think of repercussions. But what they don't realize is the more they stay silent is the more the force against the community is built up where they have their foot on, on you the whole time. When you speak up, then they have to come back. And then there's a... There's like a literally now they have 
like feet on nets, like like what's going yeah, on. That's exactly yeah. what's happening, and that's right. because America has stayed silent for so long. Yes. They allowed things to take place without reacting until yes. the point now it's become so commonplace in the fact with the cameras and we're able to capture and then we're able to use social media to leak information. If we didn't have social media, none of those major news stories would carry these stories. Yes. They would let them die down. Which leads me to my next question. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, cut sorry. You. Um, what can we do, or even people that are, that are, that are not back, what can, what can we do other than social media or just using social media platforms? I mean, this is a frequently asked question to, I mean, to bring awareness or, I mean, of course we have the petitions, but, what are some things that, you know, advice that you would give, you know, for people that, that want to know where to start or, or what they can do to, to lend a helping hand? Educate yourselves. Um, right. Research. Yes. Look up stories. Understand them so that when people talk about them, you're coming from an informed place. Yes. Uh, we talk about laws. We talk about police. We talk about brutality. But we can barely name the names of people subject to those things. We don't know the outcomes of the cases. We don't know if they were charged, if they were let go. These type of things, these pieces of information are so useful to a conversation because when someone says, oh, this this happened and you know it's false, when you're educated, you can correct it. Right. I just went on Facebook and I had to scroll through. I'm watching people's comments on the current situation. People are talking about me and saying things about me that aren't true. And I'm just they're like, oh, that two-bit lawyer did this and he went after the family. And I'm like, right. "How do you? what do you know about that? How am I a two-bit lawyer? And, and they're following like uh, what can become a group or people that are a cult, like following that's like something's being said about you, but they're not even aware to the fact exactly. at hand prior. Exactly. I, so anybody, where research comes into key. Anybody who's on Facebook, go to my Facebook yes. page and, and look at the link I posted this morning. This morning, I had, to, I had to argument with a radio host because I had two radio interviews on the same station in the morning. One with John Moore, which was very well done. He asked me some questions. I answered them. Yes. He asked me, you know, if, is the family going to speak to the SIU? And I said, well, because of the Sun report, no, the family's not going to speak right now. That's on hold. I, I said specifically, that is on hold until we get to the bottom of why information is being leaked so that the investigation can be fair. Yeah. This next guy, Jerry Agar, after that interview, starts telling everybody, oh, Nia Singh uh, is, is telling the family not to speak to SIU and he's not going to let them talk and the investigation's <laughs> over. And he just started running my name through the mud. Yes. And then another caller calls in, yeah, Nia Singh has an agenda. He's anti-police and all this. And I was like, what are you guys doing to my name? <laughs> so I called in the station. They yeah. put me on and me and him had it out for 15 minutes. And if you listen to it, you'll hear what it had to come to to put people in their place. And it's disgusting. Like I told the man, you're you're making you're stoking flames and making division just for ratings. I go, did you not hear? Were you not listening to the radio station, and you're commenting on me, but you're misquoting me and misdirecting people and creating hatred, right? Because if I did, if I left that and said, you know, Jerry's an idiot, and he's I'm just, just jumping, jumping a wave, jumping a wave, but yeah. he's putting my safety and the rest of the community's safety in jeopardy. At, at, in jeopardy, because what he's doing is is spreading a false narrative, and so many people right now are spreading false narratives. So many people think they know what they're talking about and they mm. don't. So if anyone wants to do something productive, educate yourself on the issues you're talking about so you can speak from a place of knowledge. Don't just say things because you heard them and don't just guess or speculate. That's mm. the biggest danger that we have in this society. Comment please on, um, somebody asked, uh, police as a whole um, and expand on their treatment of black Canadians. A uh, good segue to uh, asking more about just the Regis story. So yeah, like um, uh, yeah, police as a whole and and their treatment on on Black Canadians. Yeah. It's a 
I have to sigh when we think about yeah. police treatment of black Canadians. Right. Um, we can go. I mean, we can never compare to to the states within numbers, but we have been experiencing it. And like you said, people are afraid to to speak out. Right. We can definitely compare in numbers. We won't have the high numbers they have because they have three hundred thirty odd million people. That, well, that's what and I meant. We have thirty five yes. million people. Yeah. Um. So it's ten times more than here. Yes. And then the proportion of African Americans versus African Canadians is even higher. Yes. They got at least thirty percent. I think they underestimate, but I'd say at least thirty percent African American. Yes. Versus Canada's six percent mm-hmm. to ten max, but I don't even think it's that high. And and. Popular cities like Toronto, you get ten percent, but right. in the whole of Canada, you're talking six. So, or given less. with the stats, it's still this is still it's definitely on par. It's disproportionate yeah. treatment of right. black people, and it's not just the Regis story. It's it's not it's 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 ongoing. I mean, even as far as I could recall, I mean, I don't know if it was a, how long ago back was it, there was an incident in Brampton, which I'm sure you may be aware of. With Jermaine Carby, yes, yes, Jermaine Carby is the <laughs> best example. This man was in his car with his friend. The cops pull over the car. They talk to the driver. They want to give a ticket. They do whatever. They stop. Then the police officer now turns to Jermaine Carby, who's in the passenger seat, and wants to ask him for identification. And Jermaine's like, why are you asking me? Like, I'm not the driver. I didn't do anything. They order him out of the car. He's upset. By the time he gets out of the car, he's shot seven times. (laughs) Seven times dead. And And then what happens after that is a police officer or somebody places a knife in his hand when he's dead on the floor to justify the shooting and then removes the knife after. And after all of this, the SIU still clears the officer in any wrongdoing. This is the country that we're living in. This is, this is really what it, it's, it's come down to. Anybody, if you want a case, search Jermaine Carby. Yes. Read about it and then go onto the SIU site and search Jermaine Carby report. And read what the off, the report says and how they cleared the officers. And you'll be sick to your stomach. And again, like I say, it's crazy how this case, you know, again, with the Regis family has been, I feel, more branded due to all of what's going on now. And there's a lot of people that I've spoken to that don't even know about the Jermaine Carby no. situation, right? Be- I mean, even me, I'm not going to sit here and be a false prophet. I I couldn't remember his name, as you can see. But with the Regis, it's, it sticks in your head. It sticks in your head. And I mean... It's like it, it's got to start sticking in people's heads more every For time sure. something, whether, you know, a life was almost taken or has like, should it have to take a life to get to this? You know what I mean? Let me remind you. When I say LS, what do you think of? Yeah, come on. And, and I just wanted to say that, man. RIP LS, man. Uh, you know what I mean? Mr. Peters, uh, like, look what happened with him. Mr. You know Peters I mean? was shot 16 right. times you know, sitting in a car right. with a seatbelt on at a gas station. You know, he comes from, he comes from, uh, from our ends. He comes, he, he was a man, did a lot for the community. For those that, that know, or, or uh, many know, coming from where we come from, the Four Corners. And I mean, he's, he's, he was just looked at for the, I mean, you know, they said, oh, okay, you know, he was, came back into our country, was deported a few times. We could go on about the story, but he go was on. He, a, a great brother and what he did for the community and, uh, and Nia could speak more on that, like I said, right at the gas station. And, and this is something I, I, I had in my head that I wanted to bring up, and I'm glad you did. And, and I mean, d- look at that for an example. And, and look, case closed? 2004. No. 2004. Nobody we're knows. About. Nobody can mention his name. Right. No one remembers his story. Yes. No one knows that the officer involved was had a history with him. Right. You know yes. what I mean? And again, that's brush under the carpet like nothing was wrong. How can you shoot someone 16 times? 
and say that it's almost it's like a matter of like if we you know what we'll just take you out if we can't like get you off the, the way we want to or you you know what i mean and like by any means this is what it really boils down and to. we spend too much time Clean in the community cut. worrying about if we're buying the new jordans right which man has the best draw yeah what what <laughs> chick we're trying to get at and, yeah, and yeah. whose man is doing what with whose girl right when we're not thinking about our children making sure they have an education making sure they're reading making sure they're stable we're worried about the stupidest things while well, all of this has been unfolding for decades in front of our eyes. Right. And I'm not going to blame the people for falling victim, but at the same time, you still have to hold personal accountability and responsibility. I can tell you when I built the studio, yes, I would be spending my money buying studio equipment while all my other friends were buying the fresh clothes and gear <laughs> and everything. <laughs> But yeah. I was building something for the future. Right. Something that could help people. Setting your foundation. Yeah. Setting foundation for yeah. a purpose, not yeah. just for self-gratification. There's nothing right. wrong with nice clothes and nice things. Right. But if your mind, if that's all your are You're going to make on, these sacrifices to be, I mean, yeah. where, Shout, where are shouts to 2CMP, man. I mean, like, I just got to, you know, you know, congrats you on that. And coming from where you've, I, I've seen you even like from the time you've taken off and you just always knew the end goal and going back to finish up your your bar you know mm -hmm. and and it's great to be like you're a great example for the community and i mean talk to the youth man you gotta let them i mean we are talking to them but yeah. they got like it's it's real man and it's real it's 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 not their fault but yes. they have a responsibility yes i say the older generation has responsibility to, to to help lead the new yes but as a community we've been so starved of resources we've been bombarded by information we've been taught a, a disconnection with our history. Yes. We've been misled. And there's a time where it has to stop. And young people need to really think, what am I doing? Why am I following so much? I remember growing up, there was the Badman and then there was everybody else. But now everybody is a Badman. You can't even call people Badman. They're just right. greasy. Like, people yeah, are just got, greasy in the streets. Pill popping and just decided to just go take a ride and you'll know, just man something down and now they're, they're Badman. Oh, you know what I mean? It's like, crazy. It, it is crazy. It's crazy. And, and where is the responsibility of the older generation? You know, right. and, and, and there's none anymore. It's 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 there's none. But yeah. all I can say is I'm not gonna harp on the problems. All I can say is educate yourself. Reading is probably the most powerful tool anybody can have at their disposal. The ability to read. Uh, if you have trouble reading, learn to read because the more you read, is increases your vocabulary. Right. It educates you. It gives you something that no one can take from you. Right. And one example that I always use is that the man that's out doing their thing, hustling, whatever they're doing, they're building up things. It gets taken away by robbery. It gets taken away by a murder. Or it gets taken away by the police. Or it gets taken away by their lawyer. That money that these guys are always out saying they're grinding and they're doing whatever, they never really see it. Or it's right. going to friggin' Hennessy, right. fucking uh, drugs, Not and to... anything else. Excuse my language. Yes. yes. Right? So it's like, think about what you're doing. You cannot live a lifestyle that gets you nowhere. Mm -hmm. F feed your mind, because this is, this is my example. You have the car, you have the jewelry, you have the girls, you have everything. When you get locked up, you don't have anything. Mm -hmm. If you educate yourself, nobody can take that from you. Right. They can't take and he's not just you. saying this to say this, guys. This is a this is a guy like I said. He's been there for many older heads on my ends. You know what I mean? Free the guys. He's been to plenty of court dates from from like not just my ends, uptown to downtown. Many brothers and you know hoods that I'm not even a name. Uh, more than to name a few can 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 say the same. And he he's been there like before. 
he's become the the man that he is today. Uh, while practicing law, he's been to tons of of, of court dates, and and like I said, he's an example and has seen this. That I mean, that it's like yo, you're in you're and a lot of a lot of us and a lot of peoples can say the same that you know you're just you become forgotten about. You know what I mean? I always remember, like I said. Free the guys, uh, you know, I mean, our, our brother's 20B. I mean, I always remember O even saying that it's like, um, uh, what are you hustling for? You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I like to touch base on what you just said. You know, the keyword there is for. Like, what is, what is it like? What is really the end result? What are you right. sacrificing and, and putting yourself in the position where, where the white man, can you really, the, the foot on neck, you know, yeah. position for? What are you really taking the day in day out risk for yeah. what is it is it is it to to to, to build that two cmp is it to me i mean shout star brother let, let, let's see what, what what turk's doing right now oh, turk foundation big. yeah doing, doing some great things, things right and i mean what do you uh, and like i say whatever it is whatever the, and when we say hustle there's there's many means of you know what i mean it's your, whether it's your day-to-day your nine to five your grind whatever you're you're doing what are you doing it for it's what never too late result? it's right. never too late to turn your life around right i know so many young brothers in the legal profession who have had criminal there's records grants and there's a lot or of been inside there. jail yeah. but yet they've come out and they've become professionals they become lawyers they become paralegals they've made something out of their life it's never too late to make that turnaround all it is is confidence and 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 don't let that self-esteem bang you down i know people might come from broken homes bad treatment but just understand who you are, understand your strengths, and you can build from that. Right, and definitely use your resources wisely and use them wisely. Don't yeah. burn bridges. Right. You know, I know so many people who think that they know everything and they want to be everything, and then they burn bridges with people that can actually help them. Right. Don't In cut people run. off. Like, build yourself. Ask for assistance. Let people assist you. But don't try eat a man's food, or just don't try to just you know cut people off yeah. like that is not productive for you. I think it's back to the whole closed door theory where a lot of the men are just kind of, um, I would say, they foresee or they're worried about having the door shut on them. A lot of brothers, when when they're they're coming out of, of, I mean, just like you're just fresh out or -hmm. you're just even, you you think, oh, I mean, like the start to finish, like uh, like for me to do this, it's going to take this amount of time or this person has this, you know these amount of steps ahead on me, but it, it's really like you said. You got to start somewhere, and you gotta you gotta go through that growth or that hunger. I mean, even I was watching a Meek Mill's interview the other day, and he said the same. Don't hate on me because I'm where I'm at. Do you know what I had to do? I was poor, starving, hungry, worse, or just like you would have had the braids and the, you know what I mean. You know mm-hmm. what I had to do, and it, it's like what, what you know. We can we could even refer to the um, uh, the last dance the, with, with MJ, and it's like uh, one thing he always preached. Within itself, and I can remember as, as far as I can, is repetition is the mother of skill. We, we spoke about this on the episode with Wes. Mm-hmm. Is that you? You 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 just gotta put in that grind. Like you did. Like of course you can say you may have. Like there's times where you probably stopped within your schooling, and you, but you went back to it, and you said I stopped school is, at 19 years old. See, you yeah. know, I did. I one remember semester. this guy with his backpack as a grown man, <laughs> and I'm like, yo, I remember pulling up with this guy to York, and at these times I'm handing out, I'm handing out the, the flyers with the with the barcode for the city on clouds, the, the QR code, scan them, and and I'm picking up Nia, and then I forgot what we had to do, but I was like, yeah, you really, you're, you're really pursuing, like you're really finishing this, and I'm not gonna lie, I, I was just like. This nigga really doing this right? Like this is really like. But he best believe. Like look where he is now. You know what I mean? And thirty-seven years old. I yeah. went back to school. Like I went to university for the first time at thirty-seven. Right. So yeah. how long did it take you overall to, to complete? I did two years at U of T, and I applied to Osgood because I got to a point where I'm like, wait a minute, why am I getting a bachelor degree 
I'm going to be 40 years old and then I'm going to be competing with 24 year olds in the job market. I said, that's not going to benefit me, not going to benefit the community. I'm here to learn, but I'm here to also benefit the community. Right. And I work with a, a lawyer, Louis Dallas, who used to rap in the studio. Shout out to Louis Dallas. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes, Louis. I remember and, Louis, um, yeah. And then he offered me at the same time, he said, hey, do you want to come work with me? Because yeah. he knew I had court experience from all the times I'd go for it and amend them when they'd get in trouble. And um, I started doing legal assistant work. And then it took me two years at university. And then I applied and I said, I'm not going to wait. And Osgood accepted me. Like I, I applied to every wow. single law school. <laughs> Yeah. And only Osgood. You get a round of applause for this guy. That's, yeah. that's I mean, like, yo, hats off to you, brother. Hats off to you, man. Thanks, bro. That's, so, that's yeah. So I ended up getting in in 2013, yeah. and then law degrees three years. Yes. And then your article is one year. Right. So the total journey was six to seven years. Right. But it flew by like that. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm third year in my call. It's like, it happened so fast. You should never look at how much time you think something's going to take. If that's your goal, you just st start that path and you work your way through it. And then as time goes on, you will get to where you're going to be. You're going to look back and say, oh, that went by so fast. Mm -hmm. it, it's all about the journey. Like just whatever you have in your mind, you just do it. Right. And it'll pay off. A friend of mine also mentioned uh, there was an incident in Edmonton back, or no, he said recently with a black man went to check his wife. Um, that was in an accident. He and his father. Oh, I think I heard of Yeah. Neon neck tactics were used even though the police declined this tactic. Um, even though the police declined, this tactic is used in Canada. I heard something slightly. I don't know enough about the story to, to really comment, but right. it's happening. It happens all across Canada. And like you said, there's no comparison within here in the States. It's, it's, it's something that is, it needs to be brought to, to awareness definitely because it's, it's not just like, I, I feel almost that like, a lot of people, I'm hearing people say that, oh, that, you know, here we're just doing this because of what's going on out there. But it's really, it, it's, it really has been going on. You know, on, it's, it's, this it's, is the it's fun. It's bigger than what people think. You're it, triggering me to a yeah. story yes. of my first year of law school. Yes. <coughs> Excuse me. 2013, September 28th, 2013, I was on the front page of the star. Yes. September is when I started law school, 2013. Within three weeks, I was on the front page of the Star, speaking about carding, and speaking about what has happened. Speaking to about me. what? Sorry, carding. Oh, carding. Yes, yeah, yes. Racial profiling. Yes. Right? Yeah. I remember this to the T. Yep. I had students, come law students, come up to me and say, "Nia, I'm sorry. I didn't know this happened in Canada. Right. I had no idea. Yeah. And I'm just coming off of." 15 years in the, in the rap game, music producing, yes. where this is known, this is commonplace. Like yes. I'm getting calls from client from artists. Oh, Nia, the, the boy doesn't stop yeah, me. Yeah. Come over here. This is crazy. You know what I mean? And I'm going over there and saying, why are you stopping this guy? Let him go. Right. right this is right. before I was even in yes. post-secondary law school. But what struck me, I was so shocked that people didn't know this was happening. And I realized that our world is separate. When, when you have wealth and affluence and you're not from a marginalized community, your reality is something totally different. When you don't have wealth and you're in an impoverished community or you have are surrounded by people like you, you know what you go through. These two worlds didn't meet. And I think it was very eye-opening for me to be in an environment. I was the only black guy in my class. I had one other Guyanese brother from you know Indian descent. He was the closest to me in the class. It was just me and him. 
And it was just eye-opening to realize that people don't have that experience. So when they don't have that experience, they don't have that understanding. Yes. And that's what's happening yes. now. That's with everybody, Doug Ford, everybody who says, oh, that's an American problem because they haven't lived it. Right. They haven't experienced it. They don't know somebody's And it's almost to, it. to do a lot, sorry to cut you, with, I believe, the broad up sea and, and, and what you're, like I said, brought into what your uh, friend of mine, I mean, this go, it's, not to say off, it's off, but on topic. I was, uh, you know, even Barbados with with one of my homies, and he's also, uh, I believe, UFT alumni. He's he's an English major, and I asked him. We, we were just imagine just by the beach chilling, and I asked him. And this is my first time back in twenty years. I said, a thought came to mind, and it was crazy because he was the perfect person to ask at the time. I said, where do you think that accents? came about or derived from and he said well you know you know what's so crazy i actually asked myself this but i didn't put it out there and it's crazy that you ask is that it's it, he, he believed it was from when we were colonized mm -hmm. that we were kind of trying to imitate the sound of the british in our own whether the Bajan, the jamaican right and i mean mm -hmm. so again that's that's something now uh, generations now here we are that has been implemented and he, here you have this sound where i compare it to this where it, it's that there's the people that are not aware, they they just they just know what they know. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. If mm -hmm. if this makes sense, where like, it makes sense. Like I said, I'm off, but I'm on track. And in terms of the comparison, where you're you're, uh, we could get into religion, but we're not going to get into that. Where you are, you you know what you know that there you don't know what you know. You know what I mean? It's it's, and it's like you said, the the answer is to educate. Definitely. And what strikes me in your story is that the conclusion is that we were imitating the British. Yes. The way I would look at it is you have people who have their natural language, who are forced to speak English, who are whipped, killed, beaten by speaking their own language. But what they're doing is not imitating. They have to communicate in English, but they're communicating with their own mother tongue. When you speak a language, your mouth forms and your throat forms in the way that your language is spoken. That's how you speak. So now when you're trying to say English words, you're saying words from your mother tongue in an English way. That's where the accents come from, right? Bayesian accent always made, I was always interested. It sounds like very singing. different. It's like we're singing. Yeah. Right. But um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm starting, like I'm thinking, is it, the, is it a Scottish, Irish influence? Right. Like what is it that caused that sound to be so different? Yes. Versus... Uh, Jamaica versus Trinidad versus Bermuda, right? Um, it's all about who was there, where they're from, and then how your language from your community is trying to speak their language, right. not imitate. You're just speaking it with your yes. mother tongue. Yes. Yeah. Keyword there again, community. And I feel that it's, it's, th this is what this boils down to. And I mean, it, community always has an influence, right? And mm -hmm. yeah, like you said, it's, it, it's, it's, you, you can't change everyone, you know, no. but you can you can definitely uh, lead by action. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It, and if you can make a light bulb go off in a head, then you've done something good. Right. Because yeah. when people start thinking, then you're getting results. Yes. And it seems like in today's age, nobody wants to think anymore. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I know people that say, oh, I don't I don't want to think about that. It makes my brain hurt. Mm -hmm. Like. Use your brain more then. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. if your brain is hurting mm -hmm. from thinking about a simple thing, 
that means you're not using your brain enough. Right. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's true. Yeah. Um, we have to think about what we're doing. Uh, let's speak on mental health awareness within the black community. A sister of mine, um, I asked her why did she want me to ask you this? And she said, well, because she feels that it's something that it's, it's, it's happening a lot more than we think in the black community. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's, it's come up with the, the Regis situation mm-hmm. again. Um, in terms of, do you think that we need more funding for this? Do you feel that it's actually like living more than we think? I don't think we need more funding. We need better living conditions. Our living conditions are so bad that people can be driven into a mental health. So they, right. That's I was just going to say that it can can affect mental health. And and I'm going to clarify something on behalf of the Regis family. Yes. Um, She didn't have mental illness. What she had was epilepsy. Right. And what epilepsy does is sometimes creates something called post icta phenomena. And Say that again, sorry. Post-icta phenomena. Which is? Which is when you have a seizure, the neurological connections in your brain um, act differently. So then you may translate as more irritable, um, sometimes more violent, different syndromes. But it's not because you have a mental health issue. It's because the epilepsy causes this reaction. So Regis had two seizures that morning. So she was more irritable when she was in that conflict um, with, with her family. And what we have to do is be able to separate the two. And I was speaking to someone very knowledgeable, um, Joanne McIsaacs, who's, yes. who's been through this. Her brother was shot and killed by police because he had an epileptic episode. He had taken off someone's clothes and he was running through the street. I think it was in um, Durham region. Oh, that was on my street. That was what I was telling you about. Okay. Like I live four doors down from Okay, so Real there talks. we go. Yeah. Wow. I was speaking to his sister today and his sister's providing support to our team for the Regis family but she understands how this works so yeah mental health is an issue but I just want to clarify that Regis uh, you know when the story was first breaking and I was communicating with the family they had said you know they were calling for Cam H mom was calling for Cam H because she had a seizure earlier and she was exhibiting those syndromes those those things and we need to educate ourselves more about how the brain works and what happens. But when it comes down to mental health, I believe strongly that social conditions affect mental health. Well, it, it's obvious social conditions affect mental health. If you're not eating regularly, right. if you don't have a place to sleep, if you don't have supports... If you're not getting enough sleep even. If you're not getting enough sleep, yeah. if you're not getting um, support from family, you're not getting a hug even. Your brain and your attitude is going to change and you can start feeling everyone's against you. You can start acting irrational. Your hygiene starts to deplete and then you're not presenting yourself as your best. Um, I have a a good close friend, an indigenous man. I'm not going to say his name. Yes. But he used to be a rapper. He used to rap in the studio. He got awards for for, um, from, you know, North American indigenous awards, rap albums. And then throughout his life later, when his career wasn't going so well, his mental health started to decline. He started losing people uh, to, to drug overdose and suicide. His mental health declined. He ended up becoming diagnosed with bipolar schizophrenia. And that was only after he had an episode with his mother. But what I realized is when I tried to provide him support, I couldn't find him a shelter to stay at. Every shelter I went to was busy and full. And I'm thinking, this is an indigenous man 
mental health issues who need support. We're in Canada, supposed to be about reconciliation and respecting them. I can't even find a bed for him to sleep in. I had to take him to my home. Especially a native man at that. And this is, yeah. you know. I, I had to take him to my home and he stayed with me. And what I realized is when he got sleep, he was different. He was bouncing around from shelter to shelter to shelter. Yeah. Not getting sleep, getting robbed, getting punked. I would go visit him down by um, Liberty Village. Yes. There's a shelter there. Okay. And I would meet him every couple of days and give him some money, make sure he ate, make sure he had fresh clothes. And I was doing this for a while until I was able to finally get him into a proper shelter, native shelter. And now he's in a home. It's not the best home for him right now, but it's there. But what I realize is the lack of sleep caused the mental delusions, caused the mental instability. So it was adding to his problem. So the fact that the shelter system couldn't give someone a bed permanently or a bed stably added to his problem. And we don't realize some, something simple such as sleep. Um, if you don't get it, your mental health is going to decline. So I, I've been starting to think about it. I'm just thinking, how many brothers in this city don't have their own room to sleep in? And I, I believe that it's a lot higher than we realize. Because so many families are living in two bedrooms and three bedroom homes. They got mom, they got mom and dad or, or, or a guy who's in the house with mom. Mm -hmm. And then they have kids. Then the kids have kids. So there's grandchildren. And everybody's all over the place. Mm -hmm. And I know myself when, when I would travel from where I was staying to home. And there's too many people in the house. When I'm sleeping on the couch, I'm thinking, okay, I'm sleeping on the couch tonight. But I know I'm going to go to my room eventually. I couldn't imagine what it's like being homeless, not having your own place, having to sleep on a couch, not being able to shower when you want, change your clothes when you want. Much less even being on lockdown in prison and, you know what I mean, and being not being able to use the phone when you like or, you know what I mean, three to a cell or within the conditions. I mean, we're, we're now even to say CO's bringing in uh, the, 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 the corona, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Imagine just being caged and, you know what I mean? like Mental health is, is so serious. So right. more funding, yes, but the funding needs to go to making sure people have jobs, people have places to live, people understand yes. a healthy diet. Where does the funding go? Yes. Yeah. Go somewhere. Also yeah, go ahead, the, brother. With yeah. the mental health. Yes. Because I feel like with the youth today, a lot of it is social media. Oh, yeah. So you're sitting there on the phone and you're looking at Instagram nonstop. And you're looking at Twitter nonstop and you're seeing this, this lifestyle. Yes. And you're seeing somebody your age live this crazy lifestyle. All these women and... That plays a part. Definitely. 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 And it's it's so sad that we have to measure ourselves against others' success or happiness. When that's why I keep saying like reading helps because when you can gain knowledge and you can understand that you're strong as a person yourself. You will have that confidence and self-esteem where you don't have to replace it with material things. Right. And yes. nobody can take those, you, no one can take the knowledge out of your head. They can take your car, they can take your gold, they can take your girl, they can take right. any yeah. of that. That's you one thing that knowledge. you can never, in, and we, that's been instilled with us, man, Yeah, for years. And, and like you said, there's more than enough ways to go about knowledge. I yes. mean, we don't have the bookstores due to this whole <laughs> yeah. COVID situation. But I mean, if you use you, you online as much as you're, you're in your phone and your social media every day, you can sure you can learn a thing and, or two. And right? if you're not, yeah, no. And if you're not going right. to read, then it's watch true. watch a documentary. Yeah. If you're not going to read, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean. I'd be surprised one. how much even on Netflix that they get like yeah, it YouTube, comes to YouTube, yeah. yeah. And it's it's like what he's mm -hmm. like 
things that we didn't always know. And that, that makes me want to know more, right? Where they're like, a friend of mine's like, yo, you still didn't watch the, the, the Wu-Tang Saga documentary? I'm like, nah. And, and he's like, well, we, we spoke on not being like the biggest Wu-Tang fans, but they definitely played enough of a role or impact on the artists that we're listening to now. And I mean, they definitely did play a role and, you know, coming from even my generation and, and like, not to say that we, we might not have, or everybody might not have liked them as much as they liked the bigs and the pox or whatever. But I mean, it's still wanting to know. And you know what I mean? And, and I, and I compare that to this where it's like, there's a lot that you don't know. It starts somewhere. And it's just, it starts with, like you said, even if you're not the book savvy person, uh, you know, a doc or something, it'd yeah. be surprised and it can be almost enjoyable in a sense. It can be it, fun. Right? It's definitely. And, and on a segue to it, that, yeah. Um, it's not about, oh, it's boring. I'm locked into one corner of my room. I just have to read like 12 chapters. No, it doesn't no. have to be. Or we have audio books. There's so many resources. Read stuff that you're interested in. When I went to university, yes. every class I took was something I was interested in. Right. I didn't take anything that I wasn't. So even your minors? And, yeah, all my minors. Yeah. Like yeah. I, t I took um, uh, Medunet. Well, I call it Medunet, but they would call it Middle and Near East. Basically, it was Egyptian studies, right. which is Kemetic studies. Um, I took um, Coptic translations, reading and writing. I took psychology. I took anthropology. I took sociology. Um, these none of these are related to law, <laughs> right? These are things that I wanted to understand. Right. So outside of law. Yeah. yeah, and and that drove me. So when I wrote my papers, I did a paper on Akhenaten. Um, not many people know who Akhenaten is. Akhenaten is the first monotheist in the entire world, um, recorded monotheist. And people will say, oh, what's that about? This is the man who basically set up religion as we know it today. Christianity is derived from ancient Egypt. If you see all the symbols, you see all the stories, that's why they say amen after every prayer. Amen is an ancient comedic person. But my, my point of my story is yes. I wrote a paper about Akhenaten. And I just shared it with my, my good friend Justin, who's paralegal, works at my firm. And he loved the paper, and he said, I'm on this. Like, this is what the man them need to know because they teach us about our history, and they start from slavery always. 500 years of history is all we have as a people. Mm -hmm. But this paper that I wrote is talking from uh, 1800 BC, 4,000 years ago. And reading that and understanding the accomplishments of people and, and the stories, just, he said, I loved it. Like, it just did something for my mind, right. right? And he says, other people need to be on this. So it's like, knowledge can do so much for you. But what I was going to say initially was music. A lot of my inspiration to understand and seek knowledge comes from hip-hop. Right. It comes from... Even some reggae, too. Right? Even some reggae, but comes from KRS-One, particularly. Yes. Yes. Um, um, Public Enemy. Yes. Right? Like, one of the first lyrics I ever understood and repeated it's was Grandmaster Flash, sense. The Message. Right. You know? Broken glass everywhere. People pissing on the stairs. You know, they just don't care. Can't take the smell. Can't take the noise. Got no money to move out. I guess I got no choice. Like, he's talking about a hard situation. And that opened my mind to that can be people's reality. I never lived in that reality. But his story, I felt it because I'm connected. And when you, if you can't read or you don't have a good book, you got a good documentary. And if you don't have a good documentary, you got YouTube at your disposal. Search up these classic 
hip hop artists. I don't want to hear this nonsense about oh that's old school mm. and this is the new thing and I'm on this. The new thing mostly is garbage. They're not and, saying. And even anything. if you guys want some new, I'll, I'll I'll let you guys know the new PTSD by by uh my brother little uh, uh um G Herbal is now his name. There's a lot of new school artists. Uh, that's name I had to pull up. Uh, one here is a, a song by by Herbo just a nigga, and I'll just read the first even couple of lines. You know, my mama live in a million dollar home and my sister, she's still in high school. She just got suspended for fighting two white boys. Man, they call her a nigga. You know, we, I thought we shit got away from this shit going on in the inner city, you know, for a better life. My first time getting arrested or any encounter with like the police and shit was when I was 12 years old. So that means they branded us early on for this shit. You're kind of designed for failure, you know. They wanted us to be labeled as just a nigga. Still nigga, just a nigga, you know? So, I mean, yeah. it, it, you could take it from KRS1 to G Herbal. You could take it to wherever, but uh, I mean, it's there's, been watered down. Over it's the been water, it, right, it's right, you know? Styles P, I'm black, you know what I mean? Like, like there's, there's a it's lot It's hard of, to find it, and that's right. the thing. I have a quest to, to revive classic hip hop because there's classic music, classical music. Wasn't there some Mo courses to speak on that too that they were trying to implement in programs? The courses in university? <laughs> Don't make me start on those. <laughs> Don't make me start on those, man. You don't can't start have, on those. Man. You can't. You can't have people who don't. You, to start, to start. You, you, you can't have people who don't understand hip hop culture. You didn't grow. Yeah, culture. They tell yeah. me about it. Like, yeah. I'll tear any of those guys apart. <laughs> so, anyways, aside from that, I'm tearing them with some pepper sauce, right? No, no, because I'm passionate. I'm passionate about culture, and I'm yeah. passionate about music, yeah. and I'm passionate about hip hop, yeah. because hip hop is the vehicle that has changed the entire world. Yes. You got people all over in different countries using yeah. hip hop to liberate their countries and they'd still disrespect in the wrong light. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. they disrespect African people. Right. Which is the foundation of hip hop because the drum and the rhythm and the and the words we use this is this is our art form uh. that we created. And when other cultures come into it they should really respect where it's coming from and understand the struggle that we've gone through. But they will all use it for their own purpose. Yeah. They'll use it to liberate their countries, but they won't say, protect Africa. You know, They won't say, protect the black man. They won't say these things. The only artist I know that has said anything like that is Eminem. Eminem's the only rapper pretty much that is out right now that speaks about hip-hop culture, culture in his music yeah. Yeah. and pays respect to people all types of names that nobody would know now because they weren't part of it. So it's it's so important for us to respect hip-hop as a classical music art form because Big Daddy Kane is my favorite rapper. I believe Big Daddy Kane is the best rapper ever. Right? Cool G rap for me, but yeah. You know, and there was always that talk about Cool G rap and Kane, and Kane um, battling. Oh my God. But, you know, I have my reasons, but I won't, yeah, we'll, we'll yeah, do yeah. another show we'll about hip-hop. Yeah. <laughs> you know, cool G rap, you know, my God. Cool Cool raps the man, but you know, Kane just had an edge. Wait, the told my hands turn prune. But but don't make me start with Coochie, man. We can go. He's that's my guy right there. And I can't remember what I was gonna say. These are the fathers of the They're the father but they're not even the fathers because before them was people like Curtis Blow. We have the grandfathers You know what I mean? Cool Herc who even originated the whole art form. But if we let those guys put so much into their into this music that we grew up and developed in this trillion dollar industry and we don't respect them as artists that can be played anytime any place we've lost 
our battle. We got to keep the names alive. We have yeah, to keep the names alive. To. We have to keep those songs alive. Yeah. We have to keep those out. Like, I'm going to recommend to anybody. You listen to, I'm going to I'm gonna recommend five albums, okay? Yes. The first album I'm going to recommend, I'm going to recommend Group Home. That's my favorite album, Fair. Living Proof. I'm going to recommend Talib Kweli, Reflection Eternal. Yeah. Right? Shout out to Talib Kweli. I'm going to recommend My Philosophy, BDP, Boogie Down Productions. Okay. I'm going to recommend Public Enemy, number one, Yo Bum Rush the Show. Yeah. And I'm going to recommend Music to be Murdered by, Eminem's recent album he dropped in January. These artists, listen to them. Just play those albums on full. If you have Spotify, pull them up and play them front to back and, and just take it in. But one thing, I, since we're on the hip-hop topic, yeah, yeah. and I know people aren't going to like me for this, but Eminem has put out the best album of the year. Right? We're, we're only in June, but I can tell you, I don't know what's going standpoint From or a miracle, everything from standpoint. everything you're seeing. Everything Jeez. standpoint. The man put out an album. I bet you anybody who listens to any one of his songs would not understand all of the metaphors, similes, that he has in the song even in one song i could probably give you a line and you probably wouldn't even understand the whole line yeah. and and that is the art form of rap it's when you are writing things that mean something but have so many meanings you see the double entendre triple entendre like there's meanings within meanings and there's cleverness and there's creativity and you've got to be able to listen the repetition in rap now it's just a few words that are said over and over again. The beats is what catch people. But true hip-hop is beats and lyrics. You cannot have one without the other. I would say true rap, because mm -hmm. obviously hip-hop incorporates the breakdancing, the DJ, yes. the graffiti writing. That's the culture. Yes. But rap, you're talking rap songs, you you got to have a nice beat and you got to have lyrics because right. The narrative poetry. behind right, yeah. It's poetry. Yeah. Saying Gucci again, Gucci again, Gucci again, Gucci again. Like, <laughs> listen, I like that. They got a billion views already. Out of you. Believe it or not, I like that song. Yes, right? I yes. like it because the beat ill the gives you a vibe, right? Yeah. But at the end of the day, when the I actually is the message is garbage. Like. It's nothing in there. Yeah. And it's really the difference though in music today versus before. You got a message before. Now it's just something you're kind of riding around to. You don't really care what's being said. Right. That's you it. Just want it to you're high off you're of feeling the fumes good. of right. you're the rhythmic. <laughs> you're feeling good off the rhythm, but yeah. you're not getting an intellectual stimulation. Not at all. And that's why yeah. I recommend M's album because yes, yes. he's got the beats on there. He always I, has a message behind and he's giving you that. I didn't like his album before flow. because I never thought, I didn't like his beats before. I didn't like the music. It didn't feel... Or the selection of... Right, it didn't yeah. feel like hip-hop to me, even though he's a rapper and he respects the art and he's doing it. Yes, he's yes. part of the machine. He's part of the commercial stuff. Yes, yes. But he's grown out of that. He's gone into actually speaking about things and being creative. And, you know, you can out of the five I recommend, you can listen to Eminem's last, right? Because you may not be into that. But you got to open your mind to stuff. I'm just saying if you want to hear something current. Like another artist I like is Sheck West. Yes. And everyone only only knows the one song, Mo, Mo Bamba. Yeah. yeah. But his other songs, the man is creative. The man is brilliant. The man yeah. is talking about stuff. You watch his videos. They're creative. They're funny. Yeah. Like, that's what art 
and hip hop is about. Or or, you know, I'm not really too on the J. Cole or Kendrick. I respect their message, but right. I don't feel the same vibe. Right. But that's just me. I'm coming from a different yeah. era. But I'm just yeah. saying, you're saying like, from a music standpoint. Music standpoint. Right. Yeah, you're not just. It's more than. It's the, the whole package. It's the whole package, right. and all I'm yeah. saying is, right. you use music to educate yourself too. And that was the, a long way of saying like, if you don't want to read a book, watch right. a doc. A doc. If you don't want to watch a doc, listen to, listen a, to a song. An album or a song but, or but an album. Yeah. Let it, let it intellectually feed or you. I should say because songs time, from the album. Time's precious. Telling a story in itself. Yeah. Time's precious. We yes. don't have much time on this earth. No, no. So if you're gonna fill your head with something, fill it with something that's useful. Right. Knowledgeable. Yes. Yeah. Um, to go back to the um, to the to the, the mental health situation, training tactics when you know um, the police are assessing the, the, the patrons, right? Yeah. Speak on that because I mean it's like I guess we said back to the foot, neck, and I mean th there's got to be a protocol, right? Right. So I don't know if you're aware of Andrew Loku. Do you have you heard of Andrew Loku? No. Okay. So Andrew Loku was a man. Andrew Loku? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Andrew Loku was in his hallway at our apartment several years ago. And he was going under some sort of mental distress, an argument with somebody or something. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not sure exactly. But the point of the matter is police were called to the scene. Yeah. And Andrew Loku allegedly had a hammer in his hand. And he had come out of his apartment. And... Basically, within minutes, police had shot and killed him. Right? They went to look for the video. The, the whole interaction is captured on video, yes. except for the time of the shooting. Whoa. In the middle of the video, there's 10 to 20 seconds gone. There was an SIU inquest, no wrongdoing by police yeah. officers. There was a coroner's inquest which examined how he died and it takes into consideration the call that's made when the police arrived, who was there, what was said, what was done. That's all analyzed. Yes. And the inquest ended up saying it was a homicide. They, they said, you know, the police killed this man. Yeah. Through that, there's a jury on an inquest and the jury made 39 recommendations about how to prevent this from happening. They talk about officer training they talk about mental health supports. They talk about what to do on a call. All these protocols, yes. they were all recommended to the Toronto Police. I don't know if the Toronto Police has implemented, implemented any of them. Implemented any of them, right? So there's been recommendations going on for decades, but the problem is the police don't follow them, or they may not implement them. So yes, they just don't care about them. Yeah. The story goes away, and no one holds them to account. Right. And that is the problem. That is probably part of the reason why Regis lost her life. Right. Because those 39 recommendations may not have been implemented or followed. Yes. That affects or addresses how police officers should interact with people in mental health situations. DeAndre Campbell. Have you heard of about Of course, him? yep, yep. Recently, yep. April 6th. Yes. He calls police for a mental health situation. Mm -hmm. They come, they tase him, they shoot him <laughs> and kill him. Is totally unnecessary, totally avoid, avoidable. Beyond just like. And if those recommendations were put in place, uh -huh. that may not have happened. So when you talk about training, officers receive training, but they receive very minimal. It's like checklist, do it yeah, yourself, yeah. online, click the box. To me, it's not sufficient. Yeah. And we have to do better at ensuring that billion like dollars yeah. that the police get every year right. is going to the right places. Right. So now, um, to touch on that. Body cameras. Yes. 
big issue. Mm -hmm. Body cameras was being debated in 2015 when I was doing all the carding activism. Mm -hmm. And they did a pilot project. I even have a case with one of the officers out in Durham who had a body cam on. Yes. Um, but then it was shelved. It was put on the back burner. Mm -hmm. And then sources tell me, real good sources. During evidence was shelved? You mean? No, I, I sources told me that mm -hmm. is very understanding of the whole process said yes. that this whole body cam was delayed it was oh, purposely wow. pushed back wow and and fortunately now chief saunders has stated that he's going to fast track and make sure it gets implemented <laughs> but he's saying that now <laughs> we have to make sure it happens yeah, yeah. because if body cams were on yeah. we would not be having to wonder what happened to regis in that apartment yes because all they would have to do is turn over their footage right right, right. and that would be that and the police association, in my opinion, Mike McCormack, who's, who's heading it, <laughs> is leading the police down a path that is devoid of accountability. And it's sad because I've met so many good officers who want to do good for the community. And you know out there, there's bad officers. I've had them on the stand and I've caught them lying. And, and yeah. they've done horrible things to people. And a body cam would solve the majority of that issue because you never have to guess again what actually took place mm -hmm. so out there community has to read understand what happened but support people who are advocating for body cam yes. send the send the mayor send the chief send the premier a letter yeah. saying we want body cams yeah. get body cams now yeah. you have well, the there's money petitions there's right petitions yeah. going around now and that's great okay, so there are yeah. but you have to ensure that it gets implemented so they got body cams they did the pilot project but they never implemented it so yeah. we can't ever fall short of a goal. You have to see it through to the end, to the completion. Right. Somebody's asked, being a man of color, uh, have you, well, you did touch base a bit on this. Maybe they just chimed in. Have you experienced racism from peers? Well, you spoke <laughs> on for, uh, with the teacher incident. And I mean, I mean, uh, in uni and just, well, your peers could have been are, from any, a collective or a group that you've been, or association you've been a part of, right? So are they saying peers, meaning peers? Um, they didn't say exactly. I, I just want to know if they're meaning racism from people of my own that look like me or racism from peers that are not like me. I'm presuming they're meaning not right. like me. I'm presuming the same too, right? Yeah. One incident of racism is from the community that looks like us. There was a call made. A young person had an altercation with police. And we, my law firm was contracted to address all the suspensions and expulsions. At the time with Louis? No, this is oh, when this my, is my law firm. Actually, yeah. Okay, yes. yeah, this is a couple of years ago. My yes. law firm, we were dealing with all school suspensions and expulsions. Yeah. And we got a call and we intervened and we assisted this family and this young person went to the school and, and did a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. When that young person's father found out, the young person's father said to us, we are, I'm not letting my son be represented by a black lawyer. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And from there, wow. I was like, all right, is this real? And is was, this really real? Like? Yeah. And, and, and that man didn't know that my firm was leading the cases, uh, intervening in schools. Right. We, we were the ones who were doing it. So again, he didn't have the knowledge or awareness. I would just say that's just like his. Well, it's back to ignorance, ignorance is bliss. <laughs> it's stupidity, in it's my opinion. It, right, 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 right. And we have to call it what it is. That was a stupid move. 
He put his son in a worse position because who knows what happened. Mm. He denied his son the opportunity to be represented by a firm that has experience and that <laughs> is able to do the job all because of his racism in his mind. And, and, and the sad thing is, and, and I, I have to give a bit of credence to it because his experiences, white Jewish lawyers get the job done, mm -hmm. right? And he's not, I don't know if he had a bad experience with a, a black lawyer or doesn't think the court's going to take a black lawyer seriously. But I've seen that. I've experienced racism in my peers in the courtroom. I've had cases where I know people should be either released or where people um, should be not charged with an offense or a charter argument that I'm making about the way the police handled things. I've seen, I've had decisions that I'm not happy with because in my heart, I know that if you observe the law and we go by the principles that are talked about, then the decision would have been different than the one that was given. Yes. And to me, that's racism. I've seen my clients be railroaded or, or, or anything like that because of racism. And that is peers. And I used to think, well, I never really thought, I used to have hope that the justice system was actually fair and that judges and lawyers and crowns and prosecutors would always ignore color and look at the facts. It's crazy because that led into the question which I could have asked prior or which was next or on the list. Someone said, in your career as a lawyer, your take on the justice system, which you're basically ans you've answered. So, yeah. yeah. I've had a lot of success. Two and one you got here, folks. Two yeah. and one. I've had and a lot of success in the justice system. And I've met a lot of good judges, a lot of good crowns, a lot of good lawyers. But there's that small percentage of ones that have something in them that basically, for me, is more focused on color and presumption of guilt rather than looking at the facts. Mm -hmm. And that's a strong concern for me. I remember being in grade 11 or 12, I think it was 12, at George's Henry, mm -hmm. in a law class, yes. thinking I wanted to be a lawyer, yes. but then really thinking about it hard and saying, no matter what, I'll just be a black lawyer. Right. And I'll, I'll experience the same racism that because I experienced as a black man. Because of what you experienced at hand in a time like that. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so I said, being a lawyer is not going to work. But then after time went, I said, being a lawyer is the only thing yeah, that can yeah, work because yeah. we need someone who can right, argue the right, law on behalf brother. of us, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yes, I've experienced racism from my peers, yeah. and I suspect when I make my way back into the courtroom, it's probably going to heighten yeah. um, due to these cases that I'm involved in, the stance that I take. And I only take these stances because I'm looking for justice for all human beings. Right. And I mean, even the mandem could even say, too, like, we see it with more than just our peers, whether it's within certain brands. Uh, you know, we were, were going to touch base with Kirby on the last episode with the Gucci blackface, and he said he didn't want to touch on it. But, I mean, we, we, we see this more, and this is why I feel it's so important for influencers to take a part, whether you have your Virgil with the off-white and, you, you you know, our, 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 our black brothers and sisters that are, I mean, that, that are in the positions that they are in, but it, it, it's so, they're so quick to be bashed too, like your Oprah's and your, you know what I mean? Like, all those people are, I think they're just scared to speak up mm -hmm. because they do have a brand. Mm -hmm. All those brands do cater to white folk or people with money that are willing to spend $12 right. on a shirt. 
Right. You know so saying? people look at them as like just sellouts. And like so they don't. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Right. You wanted to speak on also the uh, this, uh, we were going to speak on the situation we had to to mention this year with your with your cousin in the states. Just uh, that is. My cousin was in. Uh, Mm-hmm. She <coughs> traveled to California for a, a reggae festival. She does. She's in the film and uh, in the film industry, right? Yep. Um, they had rented an Airbnb, and leaving the Airbnb, there was uh, one of the neighbors lived across from the house that they were renting. Mm-hmm. My cousin had stated that as they were leaving, they were packing up their stuff and leaving that Airbnb. Yeah. Neighbor across the street waved to them, but she said her hands were full, so she didn't get a chance to wave back. So by the time she went and waved back and was about to go and introduce herself to the lady, let her know that they were renting the Airbnb, they already had jumped on the phone and called the police and stated that they were stealing stuff from the Airbnb. Oh my gosh. So they said just as they pulled out, they packed up everything, pulled out the driveway, they had about four or five cruisers box them in. Blocked off the road, called for a helicopter as well. Wow. And everybody in the car was asked to get out of the car. There was <coughs> guns drawn. <coughs> Different resources being used. Yeah. Violence. All, all of that. All of that just for, you know, some unnecessary. From some sub- yeah. suspicious neighbor who's racially profiling <coughs> and prejudicing an entire community <coughs> could have made them lose their life. Exactly. Yeah. And, and add that, they're Canadian citizens. They're not even, they're, they're visiting. Working, they're not, you know, actual. They're not from California itself. Right. So imagine going through all of that, being you're you're just there visiting, and you've traveled so much, you've never witnessed something like that, you know, or, or gone through something like that, and then right. go out to go work, and then yeah. that's what happens to you. Yeah, you're being um, called on as a thief now. Yeah. yeah. You're, the, the, you're in the middle of a lawsuit right now because okay, of good. the whole situation. Good. Because they were taken out of the um, out of the cars. They were accused that uh, they weren't renting the house and that the cops stated that they don't know nothing about Airbnb. They've never heard of it. And wow. And a homeowner on the phone and asked them to drive. The homeowner actually lives in another state. Oh, my gosh. So they're asking the homeowner to come down from wherever she is to come and show documentation that she owns the house and that right. she's renting it as an Airbnb, even when they show the proof that it's uh, on the On the phone. Wow. They knew what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. You're right. They knew what it was, and they just made it harder for the family because they don't want to backtrack their mistake. Exactly. Having said, how how does the could somebody like Ania represent her, or is with dealing with that case that she have to get representation over there? Or yeah, it, she would American have to lawyer within their jurisdiction. Wow. I mean, just the hassle. Yeah. Right. For the whole incident, but yeah. they're seeing the stuff from the police uh, department. They haven't gotten well again, like we said, body it. cameras. Right? For sure. What year yeah. was this? Uh, this happened last, last year. Year, the year before. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, just gonna quickly, like I said, we, we had two more main things you had said to when we spoke on the phone to save it till the interview. I had mentioned to you, I I got pulled over. On Whoa. the weekend. Why are you dropping this now when I gotta <laughs> leave, man? <laughs> Sorry. You should have did this from the beginning. I'm gonna make it quick. I'm gonna make it quick. I got boxed in, okay? I got sandwiched in, okay? I get pulled over. I'm in Durham. Um, uh, 
past an intersection. They pulled me over. Uh, they said, oh, okay, before I get to what they said, I was, it was like a double drawdown, okay? So one guy's behind me, and the guy, it was like in sync. The man, the next, the next cruiser comes right, like, I'm thinking he's passing me, but he just does a quick cutoff, and okay, cherries are on, I pull to the right hand, the guy in front of me just reverses and boxes me, and I'm like, what, what's going on here? The guy comes out, and he's more on my tail, you know, pause, than the guy behind my tail. So the guy comes, license registration, goes back. This guy, flashlight, all in, whatever. So I'm like, you know what? I made the man's job more easier. Okay. I, I, I put down, which I didn't have to, put down my uh, passenger window. Like, good evening. Everything all right? Like, what's like, this is kind of like, we're making a big stink out of like, is there a big issue here? Like, I just want to know what's going on. I almost feel at like this 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 point that it's like, I, I'm, there's a big takedown. Like, they're on to me or like, maybe am I... Well, like a big fugitive, like they maybe even have some lead on me that I don't know about. <laughs> so I'm like, yo, like, what is the problem here? Is there like, I like I said, I make his job easier. The passenger window's down. I had to go in my glove to get my license and registration. The man still has the flashlight in my, and I asked him, he goes, listen, man, I just seen my partner. Oh, your partner now, right? Yeah. Okay. Your partner. You guys are not even the same cruiser. I just seen my partner pull you over. So I had to give him some assistance because, you know, here in this area, a lot of people are known to take off on us. And I just felt like I'm like, this is just, and he still kept going. Like he just flashlights in my car, in my glove compartment. Like, and you know, even I didn't think till after the fact I'm like, I should have just rolled back up my window. Like, why, what are you looking for? You know what I mean? Like, it's like, you're, you're more than looking for something you want it. Make something out of nothing. Yeah. He's yeah. just on to me. You know what I mean? Did you get a ticket? No. That's the crazy thing. They said that he said that he 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 felt that I kind of stalled when going through the intersection. Did you get their badge numbers? No. I'm very upset with you. Do you remember the time? You know what? I, I can go back because I made a few calls. Okay. Yes. Do you remember? I, the, okay. So they say yes. Okay. Thank you. Thank okay. you. Because I, I have a problem sometimes with like, and you know, this guy, this brother, brother Nia here is about to be charging me for some lower time, <laughs> lower fees because we're over exceeding the time limit. But yes. So back to getting to reality. Mans weren't even smoking. How could I forget? I called my brother here. I called Caston and I, and, and we're, we're talking about an edit that we were going to be completing. And it just because me and me and these guys, we, we'll just it could be any time of night. Sometimes these guys get tired of me. We go through it. So I called him and then he'll even tell you guys. He, he noticed that I was kind of like the, the phone kind of dropped. Like I was like, oh, yo, yo, hold on. Yo, let me link you back. Yeah. I'd answer. I'd called him. Right. It's your fault. He so he didn't. He saw my missed call, called me back and I answered on the handset. Use Bluetooth handset. I answered. So when I did that, Nia, I knew in my subconscious. I said, Okay, maybe I did stall a bit at the intersection because I was looking, right? Uh -huh. So it's me to blame. I, I did answer him. So I know how I can be. These guys know how I can be. Like, I'm doing the most. You know how I can be before. <laughs> These guys know how I can be. I'm doing them all types at once. Eating a French fry. This, where's the sweet and sour? I'm trying to find the, You know what I mean? So I answer using, but and, and, he, and he even said, he's like, you weren't on the phone, were you? 
I go, no, I was using my Bluetooth handset. Like, you know what I mean? The other guy, when, when they were leaving, and he's like, all right, I'm not going to give you no ticket or anything. I called the other guy, the bot boy, the guy that thinks he's tough. And I said, come, let me show you something. He's like, no, no, it's all right, man. I, it's all like, you know, but you're, you're already trying to look. Now you don't want to look. Yeah, now you don't want to look. Now you don't want to look. You know what I mean? But I was showing them that, look, like, I'm, this is maybe what it was. Like, I'm, you know what I mean? So, like, I'm just using so, my handset. So what know? I really want to do yes. is make an OIPRD complaint on your behalf about yes. those officers and what they did. Yes. And pull them into an accountability yes. exercise and have them docked for whatever they did. They, right. they, they racially profiled you. Yes. They illegally detained you. Yes. They illegally searched your vehicle. Right. Right. Those things need to happen to those officers. When you say detained, you mean in the sense that I was being held, pulled over. You were stopped yes. against your will. Yes. So you, you were detained. Yes. It wasn't a Highway Traffic Act stop. The only time police officers can stop you is under the Highway Traffic Act. Yes. For license, um, vehicle fitness, and sobriety. Right. right. They, did they ask Sorry, you? Sorry. Yeah. He, he had mentioned, he said, maybe, well, you know, we thought you, you may have been drinking the way you stalled. But really and truly, I didn't stall like it's like not that. a reasonable. It's not because one not. stall. Yeah. No, if you were stalling and stalling and stalling and swerving, then they formulated grounds. Right. Yes. The problem is the law has changed, so they don't need grounds to ask you for a breath test. Yes. But he didn't stop you for the breath test. Right. He said he stopped you because people sometimes take off. Which yeah. is an, an illegal. Well, the second stop. guy in front of me said that. What did the no, first guy say? The first guy said that it was because it looked like I stalled when I was going through the intersection. The other guy said that he was just being too inna, too fast, right, with the flashlight because, like he and well, he said that he he had he had boxed me in from in front, so he'd reverse so a bit too it, close to my bumper for for my likings yeah. and was a bit too fast because because of people known to being taking off is it so he had to be like you know like nationwide he wants to be by right by my side just in case he thinks for some reason but i'm like little do you guys know i could you guys are both on foot if i wanted to i could just pull a fast car fast car not scare and i'm out of here like on some need for speed type is is it an illegal uh, driving offense to stall in the intersection right see and and it's like stall is like you're literally stall you just there was one I, i feel Friend of mine that uh, a homegirl that was studying, she was studying police foundations at one point. She said that end of the month quota thing is a real thing. So maybe that he's like, I, I just feel like they were just trying to get something out of it. No, the but you driving even... while black is a real thing. Right. Okay. See, that's See? what it is. Because yeah. if you were. And I felt an like old... Nia, they were looking for, they were like, they were looking, especially that if, second if, one. If you stalled, what is their concern? If you're drunk, they should have immediately asked you, have you been drinking? Yes, which he didn't immediately no. ask me What that. they did was flash their light to see if you had any drugs yes, or anything yes, that yes. they can now have a reason. That even looks like something that's of something. That I Listen, mean, yeah. all of you guys out there, guys and girls, if you're ever in an in- interaction with police, right. turn your camera on or turn your voice recorder on, yeah. preferably your camera, and set it up and leave see it there. This? Use this to your advantage okay. more than... Aside yeah. from that, you memorize the badge numbers and the name, okay? If you have to write it down, whatever you got to do. And then at least you have that recourse. You can call a lawyer. You can call someone to help you. And you can say, officer, this, this, that. In squad car, this, this, that. On this date at this time, pulled me over and did this. I want to know who these officers were because they're a problem. They're, they're bringing disrespect to the profession they're bringing fear to the community and they're putting your life 
and other people's lives at risk. There's no reason why they should have did that to you, especially in the way they did it. A friend of mine also mentioned that in Durham, a lot of the leading cases that, that when brothers have been taking down are to traffic or just being on road, right? So it starts there. And it's like a lot of them have been bust up. Some of them have been thrown away, but a majority of them, it starts from a vehicle. Yeah, yeah Durham's so, are notorious for that. Right. Um, everywhere's notorious. I was going to say Peel's notorious for that, but Toronto went through it. Um, everywhere is. Right. When, you're, when you're a black man, you're at risk, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And black women, and indigenous men, and indigenous women. But we have to be more diligent in holding them accountable. Yeah. We have to hold that information and record it so that you can get accountability. And like we said at the beginning, people aren't speaking up. Like, what can people do? You have to speak up. You have to record these stories. You have to tell them. Because if you don't, when you stay silent, we have the same behavior all the way through. It's like on the CB24. Know your rights, right? You have to. You got to. Last thing as we go out, you know, like I said again, the first Canadian-born chair of Carabana. I got to ask, what am I going to be able to jump and wave again? What are, what are our thoughts? Like, what, what's going on? What are, what are we going to see another with this? I mean, because the I, I first mean, weekend, there's Americans that want to know. The first I mean, weekend in August yes. is Carabana. Yes. We will find a way yes. to make everyone out of a good time. I, I, I personally. This will. August. I will find a way. I, I, I'm a member. Virtually, or what, what, what yeah, are we going to do? Not? Oh, why not? Hey. Listen. Yeah, you, yeah you, you're giving the people more hope than, than we done done, right? What are you telling me right well, now? I want you know everyone, something that I don't right now? If everybody listening Damn. and watching yeah. joins Carabana yes. and then ensures it's a membership together, we can ensure the board does certain things, it'll get done. Yeah. But my simple recommendation is, we set up a system where we can broadcast music. Everyone can listen in their own homes, in their own cars, in their own backyards. Right, right. And lime and drink and party. Why right. not? Just like how they see, you know, there's supposed to be a drive-in. Did you hear about the drive-in? Uh, they started in the UK, I believe, the, the drive-in shows, drive-in, you know, performances, right. drive-in concerts. Drive-in concerts, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, so, I, I mean, know. hey. Yeah. We could be onto something here. We dude. are onto something. I have to have a Marshall Montano or a little we'll a make, two, we'll make sure know, Allison Hyde or a <laughs> couple artists down here, and you just. But I mean, uh, you know, that being said, it looks like in the physical next year is we're more looking towards. Hey man, you're a free human being. Yeah. You can do what you want. Right. Okay? Yeah. 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 Um, there's repercussions for actions. Uh, of course, we know that now. There's more repercussions. But at the end of the day, don't let hysteria take over your freedom and your ability to be a human being right um we can do a whole episode on covid but i'm very concerned with how covid and the media and the way that they presented the information has psychologically grabbed people's minds and put them into fear where we cannot function properly as human beings if you look at covid19 it's sars cov2 it's a they call it a novel coronavirus which is always a novel virus when they find a new one, but it's a strain of viruses they're familiar with. The symptoms are like a common cold. It's a respiratory illness that affects people who are elderly or who have respiratory issues, and now they're saying um, vein, vascular issues. That's normal. Every year, hundreds of thousands of people die from the flu. And that's because the flu complicates your breathing, complicates other things. So what we've seen happen is they've taken something that normally happens all the time and framed it in a way where they say, here, it's here. It's infected these people there. 
You can die here. Stay in your homes. Don't go to work. It is irresponsible. In my professional, respectful, educated opinion, it's, it's irresponsible. And what it lets me know is there's something else behind it. Because when people say, stay in your home, but they don't say, boost your immune system, <laughs> there's a problem, <laughs> right? If the government and all these doctors who they're giving credence to really cared about us as human beings and didn't want it to spread, they would first at least let people know how to make sure it doesn't affect them. This is why toilet paper was off the, this why, this why TP was off the shelves. And all everything that we've needed to boost our immunes, mm-hmm. all of our vitamins were staying on the shelves, yeah. right? And, and it goes back to like we said, educate yourself. Educate. People. If you educate eat healthy, yourself. if you eat healthy, your immune system's up. If your mind, if you're not depressed, your immune system's up. If you're not stressed, your immune system's up. Everything that followed from the pandemic, <clears throat> excuse me, from the pandemic being declared, was all stress related, mm-hmm. and all they've done is increase everybody's right. stress and, levels and, look what stress does to the and immune. deplete their immune right, system. Right, right, right. And lock people in their homes and everybody knows. And they want to keep us on this. They That's keep all. you on that and right. they direct you. Right. Right? Yeah. Um, do your research. Do your Understand your research. what is going on so you can Be know Be aware of your surroundings. Yes. Before you go, I had somebody ask about uh, the Toronto Sun. I was just going to say that. I was going to close off by saying, with doing your research and reading, that one thing not to read is the sun. And we'll leave yes. it out to you to tell us why. I mean, I was going to speak on, like, like we said, you saw the title. It's been going on for years, right? I just want to throw a quick thing in there, right? Who made Houdini, Houdini vanish? vanish? Who made Houdini vanish? It could have been put in another... Come on, they know better than that. But it's like, and and someone said to me, okay, what if they had said, who killed Houdini? But it's like, you knew what you, you really knew what you If they said who killed Houdini, then they're asking an honest question because people want to know who killed Houdini. But they made a mockery out of this situation. And and you know what's... And they've done this in so many different ways over the years from either when my my mother was around. Uh, Like I said, Nia, brother Nia here knows, I mean, many situations, many many situations where they just kind of like tuck it in like a napkin and they just, they, 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 tr- they try to, it, it's been shadowed for so sorry. No, listen, anybody who even, re- if you were to read that article, who made Houdini vanish? Yes. The article doesn't even talk about who made Houdini vanish. And, and it's not the first time where they've had articles where the forefront didn't meet the The headline the has nothing to do with to the article. It, right, yes. They just use the headline the to grab people. Yes, right? yes. And they're grabbing racist yes. people and galvanizing that racist element. Yes. And they're disrespecting Houdini's life, right. his and family, his anything, yes. anything related to him. They've disrespected that and yeah. basically spat on it. Right. Because <coughs> it's like, is it really a question of who made him? You know what I mean? Like, who is this what we're really <coughs> questioning at this time? Leave it up to the pigs. Leave it up to those pigs that that are that are you know, serving and protecting. To you know what I mean. But you really want to put that out there like that. And it's I mean, anything, it, like you said, right? Like and and like you say to close off. You've seen this. It's been going on for years with the publication. Right? Oh man, I used to collect newspaper. I used to collect oh. Sun covers. You could have a collage and all. I, I still have it. I believe in the basement. I used to collect them because I was so offended with how racist the Sun was. I said. One, One day, day. <laughs> and you know that day. I think that day is now. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that day is now. Yeah. I'm actually gonna that go. Right here. 
and I'm going to pull yeah. it out and yeah. I'm going to pull out all those yeah. covers yeah. and I'm going to show what the sun has been doing for decades to this. And then when we have our first black owned paper, that's going to be the headline. Because they've, they've even gone as far as going online now, even with their Instagram posts. No, of course, of course. Related, yes. They've blocked all the comments. Yeah. You can't make no comments underneath those posts. Right. right. Yeah. Now everybody's so angry with them and upset with them that they're, they're spamming. Of course, and they oh, don't want they, that being seen. Good, but good. Block all the black-related stories. Wow, I didn't so even realize that. Make no comments or anything. Or they they should spam every story. Yeah. You should yeah. spam every story well, to Toronto. Yeah. They're doing that now. Yeah. They're spamming every other story that they can't, you know, spam or yes. comment on. So, and I I know that even the chief editor, she went as far as to. Uh, the lady there, yes. Yeah. yeah. A- I saw you at Adrian Batra. Yes. Adrian Batra. Yeah. I was just going to call her out. Yeah, you, be, you beat me to the chase. Yeah, I, I've met Adrian years ago. Shame and, on you, Adrian. She was a nice person to me. I don't know what happened over the past five years to why she would approve that. I don't even know if she approved it. I would love to speak to her and ask if she approved this cover. Who I want to know who wrote it and who approved it. That's what I want to know. And an apology at the very least, yes. Um, probably a lot more. Yes. It's been a so pleasure. Brother, it's been beyond a pleasure. Uh, look forward to seeing the next mayoral candidate <laughs> once again. In the I'm only going to run if people are going to vote for me. Yeah, guys so, like us will be out there. Whatever, you know, if you guys want somebody like me to, yeah. to run the city or Stand be in politics, then be, vote for me. I'm tired of going out there. let them know, please, where they can contact you, all of your socials. You're, you don't gotta give simple, your, your man. Your I'm, e- I'm easy to find. I You're can't easy hide. to find. You can Come find on. me. You can find it right now, man. I just want people to Come understand way, that voting makes a difference. Yes. I had arguments with my friends about Donald Trump versus Hillary. Yeah. Initially, they were saying, "Oh, there's no difference. They're both the same. It doesn't matter if Hillary gets in or Trump gets in." I said, "Yeah, it does matter. Right. Because the psychological impact of who's in power right. creates an atmosphere. Right. And we're about to have a race war. Right. Right. For that." Poor decision. Well, you can already America see made. people are saying to stay away. At Walmart was even in there. Chick Fil A was in there from the supporters of Trump. Yeah. Right. There's a whole Wendy's was in there. This just Wendy's is a Trump. You were too busy yeah. today Wendy's to see. There was a whole much, bunch of them. I don't know, but Wendy's was. Wendy's gave who? Who uh, they're, they're supporting to Trump? To Trump. Trump. Yeah. 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 I Wendy's. at Wendy's again. Yeah. Yeah. See. Yeah, man. Um. Who else? Chick-fil-A. Um, I've never eaten there, so I guess I'll never get to try it. I heard it's good, but yeah, I, was, I was trying. I was waiting for the other controversy to die down, but I guess there's, no there's Chick-fil-A for me. Um, I'll tell you quickly. There's Wendy's. There's Chick-fil-A. There is... Oh, man, the list goes on. The list goes on. There's, there's too many. See, things. as a community, we need to use our power more. Yeah. And right. if we agreed and understood... Okay, you know what? We're just not going to support certain things. We are one of the biggest spenders. Yeah. Right. We would make an impact on the economic system just by us directing our money to different places. It's coming together though, man. Everyone has to be on the same page. Yes. Yes. Right? Yeah. You can't have pockets of people doing things because the impact is not the same. Exactly. Yeah, right? exactly. They got Taco Bell on there, Wendy's, Mickey D's, Olive Garden, IHOP, McDonald's? Waffles House. Yeah. 
They should uh, be smarter than that. Yeah. Oh, even uh, Bubba Gums. I was sad about that being a pescatarian. Yeah, check, make sure you double check that source too. <laughs> yeah. 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 Let's do some well, research, people. Yeah. yeah. I've seen a bit on different. But honestly, like. Then again, people that are going against Trump be shutting them all down, anyways. Think yeah. about it. Twitter. Look at that. Yeah. Facebook scared to take down comments. I know. That's crazy. Yeah. People that work for Facebook upset about this. Like, take it down. Like, I don't care. Yeah. But, you yeah. know, the CEO like, nah, I mean, we can't. He's threatening to shut us down, so we got to just keep and it like up. And we said uh, the justice for reasons, there's the bail funds. Uh, there was the um, one in Ottawa. There's a whole bunch of, uh, of platforms right now where, where people could go, so just let them know. I mean, um, yeah. Black Health Alliance, Black Youth Helpline, yep. uh, right, of course. So. The Regis family is very appreciative of the outpouring of support. Um I don't want to speak too much more about it because you know we've done a lot on it previous to this and this was more about yes. just catching up yes. but i want to say i'm really disheartened by a lot of the comments people are making in regards to just into the family in particular i'm not going to specify because yes. i'm not going to perpetuate it yeah. but i think people need to show respect and compassion to this family this family did not ask for this to happen to their daughter and definitely not all they need is support and they need answers yes and anybody from our community specifically making negative comments about them stop it's irresponsible they've lost a loved one just stop give them that space yeah. and support we have to stand together because other people are against us. Sometimes put yourself in somebody else's shoes. You have to. As, you know what I mean? Or, or just even a position of not being here or even, you know, a loved one's. Like, you know what it is. Not everybody's lost. Somebody, me and I could both speak on losing a parent. Yes. But like literally just sometimes, I, like I say, with, with education too, it comes with also putting yourself. As like Leah said, in many instincts, he had to put himself when he was at George Henry in the position where he wanted to be to, you know, to represent people, really put yourself in a position, whether it, it, I mean, it comes down to manifesting, right? Uh, I mean, it, it, in different patterns, but with a situation like this, sometimes really, really, you know, for a day or, or so, even just a, whether it's, it's a, a minute of your time, just really think for a second, think before you act. Absolutely. And say something out of your, your, your mouth. My brother, and uh, see you in the next uh, election and soon to be mayor of our city. <laughs> okay. yeah, appreciate you for your time and Thank taking the, the time out of your hectic schedule for, for sitting down with me. My pleasure, and it was a fruitful discussion. And thank you for everyone for listening and watching. And you're doing a great job. Thank you so much, Sauce brother. Boss. Continue. Thank you very much, man. <laughs> Next time I have you try some 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 Guyanese hot sauce. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, <laughs> that's that's my that's my thing, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm Guyanese, so yeah. 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 Next time I'm gonna <laughs> surprise you a little something, man, brother. Okay. It's a pleasure. Pleasure. Thank you.